The Rudy Giuliani Show. Good afternoon and welcome to the Rudy Giuliani Show. Thank you, America, for tuning in. And uh, we've got a couple of big ones to comment on today that I've been getting all ready all day to comment on. Of course, the trial uh, of yesterday is still is still uh, on my mind, although I did spend a good deal of the morning listening to Congressman Comer, reading his 38-page memo, and consulting the hard drive to see how much more they have to go. And boy, they just, I will tell you, they just touched the surface. Man, there's a lot to go. Many, many, many crimes. I would regard uh, Comer, Coomer, however you pronounce it correctly, and I really want to pronounce it correctly, because I have great respect for this man. He walked himself into a buzzsaw here, and he doesn't seem to be bothered by it at all. And he handled it really well. Today was an introduction. It was an introduction to sort of sensitize the American people to what, you know, they're being brainwashed against. This has all been Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden. From the day this was presented to me, which goes back to 2017, it was presented to me as a bribery case involving Joe Biden. And the bribe was multiple millions to save a crooked Ukrainian company called Borisma, run by a guy named Mykola Zloshevsky, a member of Ukrainian organized crime, alleged suspected murderer, and a thief of somewhere around forty billion. And when uh, when the Russian when the pro Russians were thrown out in twenty fourteen, he thought his company was going to be taken from him. He needed somebody to protect him. And Joe and Hunter and Devin Archer and uh, uh, Carrie's kid were traveling all over Ukraine and other places, China, you know, basically offering themselves. Uh, prostituting themselves out, uh, selling Joe's name, which is the product that is sold by the Biden uh, Biden Incorporated. I mean, uh, any number of times today, various commentators said, and as well as the congressman, well, they what business did they have? What business did they do? Why would you pay them five million? Why would you pay them two million? Why would you pay them a million? Well, it's, it's simple. They have his office. They're selling his office. That was their pot of gold, Joe's office. Not unusual for crooked American politicians. And this is a big, big crooked American politician. Maybe the most crooked ever. And uh, it, 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 the case that was laid out today by uh, uh, Coomer and, and the others, Mace and Jordan, and they really did it very, very uh, nicely because it's compelling and they only used – Really, two examples. They gave you the 136-degree overview that for many, many years, the Biden family has been subsisting and living on selling his, his oath of office, selling his, selling his influence, what he can do for you. And so then on one side of the ledger, you see money coming to them for things they have no ability to do from countries they have no connection to, whether it's, they really emphasize more Romania and China today. They could have used, they could have used Russia. They could have used Kazakhstan. Of course, they could have used Ukraine. They could have used certain parts of uh, South America, Mexico, um, Carlos Slim. 
there are plenty of possibilities, but they used those two. And, uh, and they, they went through the transactions and showed that the transactions were laundered. Meaning instead of, I don't know, I'm a lawyer, I do X amount of work for someone, I send them a bill for $10,000, I write down the work that I did and they, they pay me. I don't send the bill to Luxembourg and then the bill goes to Cyprus and then it goes from Cyprus to, uh, to Grand Cayman Islands. And, and then, it, then we make, we make, we, we do a loan between two companies we never heard of between the Grand Cayman Islands and, uh, and, uh, Switzerland. And then it goes from uh, Switzerland to Latvia. And then finally, uh, it ends up in the account of my son. Or maybe it ends up in my granddaughter's account. You see, that's what you call, and this I was surprised they didn't make this a little clearer because they said, what crimes are you alleging? Every time they discussed that surreptitious, circular uh, movement of money, that's called money laundering. (laughs) It's a federal crime. It's a five to ten year felony based on the amount of money that's involved. And it's over $10,000 in cash. It's an additional crime. I don't know how many crimes they alleged there. I couldn't keep track. I went back to the hard drive, and I would say today I probably could have done a chart of about 113. So there are 170 uh, suspicious action reports in the Treasury Department over the last seven years on the Biden family. I got to believe it's a record. I've never heard of that many suspicious action reports, even about an organized crime family. Suspicion action report is when a Treasury agent believes a federal crime has been committed. Usually the federal crime is some form of money laundering, and usually it's done by drug dealers, terrorists, and crooked and crooked businessmen so they don't have to pay the taxes. thought Kuma handled the question about taxes perfectly. Uh, is this a tax evasion case? To which Kuma said, well, I don't know. I didn't investigate it for that purpose. But kind of the reason you do this is to avoid taxes and to hide the criminality of your actions. But in and of itself, money laundering is a federal crime. There were so many counts of money laundering, I lost count. Uh, By tomorrow, I'll have it. I'm doing a podcast on it. But 170 suspicious action reports in a five-year period almost proves that you're a money launderer. Couldn't be possible you'd have that many suspicious transactions. (laughs) I mean, it's so obvious. I'm laughing because... I've had this case for five frickin' years. I got it five years ago. Today they had the U.S. attorney on Cummings, who I spoke to five years ago, who went to the Southern District and said, I have a bribery case on Joe Biden. That's the last time they talked to him. It's like you have leprosy. Like when I went when I went to the U.S. attorney in Pittsburgh at Barr's request, I laid out 35 different crimes in a RICO case. The U.S. attorney was so excited. I had a witness in Ukraine, a woman, who could give us offshore bank accounts. She was the one who was executing the the, the movement into the sensitive. She had all the sensitive Burisma accounts. She and several prosecutors assured us that we only had a portion of the millions that were being pulled out by the crooked Bidens. We gave her identity 
to the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We told them that she was under risk of death. Her husband had been possibly killed by Zoshevsky to get control of the company. They never uh, interviewed her. They left her. They left her waiting on the highway. Just like they never further interviewed Bobolinsky after he pointed out that Biden knew all about the money and was lying his backside off over not knowing about it. Like they never interviewed the IRS guy who has now come forward. Like they would never interview the five people who wanted to come over from Ukraine who are being blocked by the, uh, by the ambassador who they made into some kind of saint when she was deeply involved in this. So it was very, very, um, it was very um, illuminating for me to see that finally someone at a very high level in government was taking seriously what I had brought to them, oh, for the first time in February of 2018. And then several times uh, gave them in-depth report, including a hundred-page report. Hundred-page shouldn't say report. It was a. It was a. Um, it was a like slide tr- uh, uh, presentation that Bob Costello and I prepared in January of 2020 to take them through all the crimes committed by the Biden crime family. And like fools, we were talking to an FBI that already had the hard drive. They had. They had all. They had proof of everything we were saying. And of course, sat there. Uh, I don't know if those kids did. I bet they didn't know about it. I bet Barr was keeping it from them. But in any event, this has no place else to go but uh, to federal court and federal prison. And it's Biden who's the top guy here. They did leave out, and I was somewhat surprised at this, but maybe they're playing a game of, of feed them a little at a time. The, pen, the penultimate or ultimate memo that sums this all up in 2018 is Hunter to Naomi, his daughter, saying, for 30 years, I've paid all the expenses of this family, and I still get no respect. But maybe, but I'm not going to, I wouldn't I wouldn't require you, like Pop does, to give half uh, my income to him. I've had to give him half my income all my life. It's because he's working for his father. <laughs> they have a name for him. He's called Bag Man. They existed in all my bribery cases. Public officials have bag men. Usually. Decent crooks don't use their sons for that. They use little creeps. Of course, that gets them in trouble because the little creeps rat them out. But So Joe didn't want to get ratted out. Joe's hide was more important to him than his son's future. So he ruined his son's life by making him a bag man. And, of course, we can see the great heart that Joe has since he will not even acknowledge his granddaughter, his own flesh. He won't acknowledge it because it might hurt his political career. What political career? This guy will go down in history, guaranteed, as uh, uh, so far the most crooked president we've ever had. Let's hope, God willing, looking down on this country, we never get one even vaguely close to this or as senile. We'll be back right after these messages. The former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. 
on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you uh, with the Rudy Giuliani Show. And uh, I, I want to play a, a, a short uh, piece from Stephanie Rule's uh, interview of, of, uh, of Joe uh, Biden uh, just to show you how crooked, dishonest, and how uh, complicit the American press is in what will turn out to be one of the greatest scandals in American political history. But let's put Stephanie Rule exactly where she belongs, uh, just about as crooked as Joe. Now, let's listen to this question. Everything. Sir, there is something personal that's affecting you. Your son, while there's no ties to you, could be charged by your Department of Justice. How will that impact your presidency? First of all, my son's done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him, and it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. Okay. Now, I know that people focused on the second part of that. I was proud of him. And some people feel, oh, he's his father. He should say that. Other people feel it's a little beyond being proud of him. Maybe you should just keep your mouth shut about it because the guy got tossed out of the military after you pulled strings to get him in for being a drug addict. He's been in and out of rehabilitation about 20 times. Uh, he illegally possessed a gun and got away with it, a 10-year felony. There's a, uh, a considerable amount of support all hidden in the hard drive. That should also come out that he was a danger to the minor children in his household, and you knew that and didn't, didn't do a damn thing about it, like you're not doing anything to help your granddaughter. Uh, there's a uh, – tr- I thought they were going to bring it out today. There's a one-page uh, money uh, money laundering transaction for $4.3 million that involves uh, you, your son, uh, Devin Archer, who's about to go to prison and maybe he's going to squeal. We'll see. Um, so to say you're proud of him is a little much. But here's the one that gets me. Uh, she says uh, there there was no connection to you. She's a damn liar. There are a thousand connections to you, Joe, including, uh, uh, by, by the way, your son admitting it by saying that he's been paying, that he's been that he's been paying the expenses for you for 30 years. That's not a connection to you? Or that he gives you half his salary? That's not a connection to you? Uh, all the all the times you said you never met with his foreign um, his foreign uh, uh, clients, how many pictures are, are there of you with them? And how many witnesses are there that, that, that you met with them? Oh, I, I count about 10, Joe. She knows that. It's all over the press. She's just lying for you. Because she's, a, uh, she's either crooked or sick, a sick Democrat who can't see through her prejudice to be an honest reporter. There's no possible way any reporter can say there's no evidence of your connection to him. You're tied to, you're tied to him, Joe, like, like uh, you know, like they, have, like they had just sewn you together. He's your bag man. You used him because you weren't decent enough. To go find somebody else and take a little risk that you might get caught. So you ruin your son's life. Good guy, Joe. Hell of a Catholic. Whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, let's, let's, uh, let's get clear on this. You're only, you're only sitting there in the White House because there is America's crooked today at the highest levels. Most of the press is dishonest. They withheld the hard drive from the American people. American people now say something like 20 percent of them have voted for you, said they would vote, have voted against you. And about 12 percent said they would have voted for Trump. That would have put him in office by such high numbers. You couldn't have cheated. 
And uh, so don't tell me the election wasn't fixed. We don't have to get to how how you and your crooked Democrats and the crooked Democratic city screwed around with the vote and you're still screwing around with the courts. You cheated even before that by hiding the hard drive with all those shenanigans with a massive unpatriotic people who hate America like Brennan and Clapper. People don't do what they do if they're patriots. And neither does your cabinet. Your entire cabinet should be thrown out. They should be prosecuted for being not patriotic if you can do that. Any person who can sit there and listen to you and go go to bed at night feeling comfortable that America is in your hands doesn't love America. They love themselves. You are a disgrace, and you should get the hell out of that office. And uh, you know where you should be. I know where you should be. They should have started doing it in 2017 and 2018. I don't know how many of you saw the U.S. attorney on on Fox this morning, Cummings. Cummings, my first conversation with him was five years ago, four years ago, when he told me about the bribery scheme involving uh, Biden and how he had four witnesses and wanted to bring him to the United States. And the U.S. attorney's office in the Southern District of New York basically told him to go to hell and started investigating him instead of Biden and then me and then Trump. You know how that made me feel as the former head of the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, the most prestigious U.S. Attorney's Office in the country? You know how it made me feel that they had a guy there who turned down a bribery case on the second highest official in the United States government for political reasons? As a young man, I could never have believed that was possible, nor could I have ever believed that the entire press corps would cover it up and let them try to put me in jail for doing it. Didn't stop me, though. Ain't going to stop me now. We'll be back, and we got plenty more to talk about, including how about we go take a little trip to Bergdoss and see how plausible that case is. This is Rudy Giuliani. Talk to you in a minute. America's Mayor, Rudy Giuliani. There's Rudy Giuliani back uh, with you with the Rudy Giuliani show. I think I think we've um, th- I think we've we've had enough of the crooked Bidens for now. Uh, they're going to be plenty more on them. Uh, they just they just I mean, I'm not. This is just like the, 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 the surface, the surface. Good overview, though. Good overview. And they know what they're talking about. They they did their work. They did their work. And I can tell. Better, better than you think, because I know, I, I know the whole. I mean, I know the whole. I don't know. I, I should say, to be honest with you, I don't know the whole book. I know about two thirds of the book, and I'm looking forward to the stuff that that, um, that I don't know. Like, uh, for example, um, uh, uh, I've got about a third of the Chinese transactions, so I get up to about thirty-one point something million. I think we're I think we're heading for a lot more than that from what they were saying today and what I've heard. Uh, I, I have with me um, my partner, uh, Ted, and we do the 8 o'clock show uh, together. So yesterday after the show, you know, I, 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 lawyers are terrible. They always, you know, second-guess how another lawyer tries a case. But I always had a rule about a case. I always went to the scene of the crime, always, as a prosecutor and defense lawyer, because it gave me ideas of what was possible and what was not possible. You know, I remember a case once where somebody claimed that they had a very, very good view of the person who did the bank robbery, except that they had themselves placed right behind a big wall. And if you hadn't gone there, you wouldn't have realized that. 
So, so that's a simple example, but that's why you go. Now, here's what's bothered me about this case. I have occasionally shopped at Bergdoss and, uh, and some of the higher-end stores at Christmas time, at Mother's Day time, at, you know, holiday times to buy maybe jewelry or a dress or something like that. And uh, way back from the time I was U.S. attorney and relatively known, but relatively not like I, I was once I was mayor, the minute I walk in that store, they're, they're on top of me. Uh, first thing, a buyer comes up, you know, can I help you? I'm a specialty buyer. Are you looking for jewelry? Are you looking for – sometimes I didn't even like it because I just wanted to walk around and just see and get ideas. But they wouldn't let me go. And I also noticed over the years – that if a man walks in with a, uh, a beautiful woman and he looks like he's a man of some substance, man, are they over him? Of course, right? They want to make money. Now, just think of this. Donald Trump walks in. He's one of the most famous guys in New York, right? He is well known as a multimillionaire then, maybe billionaire, but very wealthy man. Theoretically, if this woman is telling the truth, and I don't think she is, He's with this woman. He's helping her shop. He would not have been allowed to walk through that store alone. They'd have been on top of him. Can we help you, Mr. Trump? Can we help you, Mr. Trump? Can we help you, Mr. Trump? Let's take you to the, let's take you to, yeah, we'll, we'll yes, we'll get out our best dresses. We'll get out, oh, yes, we have, the, maybe she'd like to meet the designer. Maybe she'd like to meet the head of the store. Maybe you'd like to meet the head of the store. That's what happens at Bergdorf's. Here's another thing. If you're going to commit the crime of rape, you do it someplace as safe as possible. You do it in somebody's house. God forbid you do it in your own house. You do it in a hotel. Even if you're going to do it outside, you go into a hallway or lock it off. And a dressing room in an upscale department store where there's security all over the place. And salespeople, uh, and in those days, there were, there were more salespeople than dresses. Salespeople all over you. How often have you been at a department store? You're looking at something and somebody comes up and says, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Think if you're Donald Trump, how many times they're going to come up. I'm trying to point out to you how absolutely idiotic this is. So I would have gone there, and then the next thing I would have done is, I would have taken them to the dressing room area, asked them to recreate it or tell us how it was recreated back then, not now, because I know it was smaller, even smaller then, and, uh, and, 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 and take a look at the impossibility of what she said happened, that any man would be crazy enough. It would have to have been a wild, mad rapist, not an occasional rapist who decided to do it. In the dressing room of a department store. Now, how many times I sent Ted there because I said, how many times could this have happened? What idiot ever did this before? So, Ted, uh, you got to speak to some of the people that have worked there for a long time. Has there ever been a known rape in, uh, I don't know, in the existence of right. And Have they heard of anything, anything amongst the staff, right, where... There ever, ever, people ever, around any maniac ever do this? Yeah. What do they say? When you, no, you, no. You have the tape. Absolutely you have the, not. You, you made know. a little tape, right? Yeah, we have uh, we have the tape. Let's play it. Nothing. All these years we work here, nothing, nothing happened. 
Yeah. All these in you've been here for 32 years. Nothing's ever happened. Nothing you've, like that. You've never heard of a of a rape Nothing. inside the store. Nothing. Back then? No, no, I'm not saying, but yeah. but you but out here, right? Like nothing. 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 It's safe because I have friends that you know. Okay. It could be busted. <laughs> Come on, Ted. You got friends. Nothing. 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 How many? They want to know it's safe. I mean, there's a story out there that you know apparently. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's wild. So, so, as far as we can tell, the only person in the history of that venerable store to ever commit a rape, according to E. Jean, whatever the hell her name is, uh, the fiction writer, was, was the, one of the most famous pe- people in New York who decided the best place to commit a, a rape is basically out in the open. Yes, and, and Mayor, one question I'm sure you would ask. nobody has ever done it before. That's, that's, what, that's what they tell us uh, at the store. And Mayor, on top of this... I bet one question you would ask is, how have your business practices changed? Because as soon as you walk into the store, there's 10 employees, uh, security, undercover security, obviously the uh, customer service representatives who are approaching you, approaching me. They don't know who I am. Right? They don't know. I walk in there, and I am greeted immediately. Uh, security is right there at every corner, and it's it's the staffing is just, and it's great. It's great. customer. I, I must have been approached three or four times. I'm sure you would have asked, how have the for the business? How how has uh, the business practices well, changed the only thing since that might have, The only thing that might have changed would actually be they probably have left staff now, given the pandemic, given everything else, given the cut down in. I mean, they, you know, in almost every business has less staff. So if anything, we go back twenty seven, thirty seven years. What was it? Twenty seven. Twenty seven years. You probably had fifty percent bigger staff then. And the whole place is just it's and I and I think if you if if people uh, uh, listening to us go back in their memory of being in department stores like that, you know you get approached all the time. It gets a little annoying, right? Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help and, you? And this isn't just any. And this department is anybody. Store. This isn't any department store. It's one of the biggest and most expensive in the city. And this isn't any guy. This was like one of the most famous rich guys in the city. This is a guy that if you're an enterprising salesman or woman, this is a this is a. Perfect situation and for you. Can I mention this, Mayor? This was a, a Law and Order SVU episode. Oh, yeah. How about that? Come on. Literally in the episode. That's a hell of a coincidence, right? From 2012, seven never, years. Never a rape at Bergdorf except a fantasy one on Law and Order. And she happens to watch Law and Order. Except she doesn't watch, she says, the special victims unit. But I don't know if you understand this, but Law and Order, and you probably do in New York. I don't know about the rest of the country. You probably they play it all over. Very popular Law and show. Order is played every day. I mean, you can't yeah. miss it. You go three channels and there's Law yeah. and Order. You go four channels, there's Law and Order. So uh, the fact that it, 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 it happened, uh, that it was on like in 2012, she could easily have seen it in, you know, 2011, 13, uh, well, okay. Uh, enough on that because uh, I really am getting at. Probably should have tried this case and cross-examined the living daylights out of her. And what about her statements? Her statements. Uh, did, did you notice? I mean, they all protect her. I, I put out the one that that Stephanie woman protected her. Anderson Cooper did the same thing when she says, "Oh, rape can be sexy." And he said, let's take a break. He's like, we got to go to break. Let's take a break. She's about ready to fall apart. Let's take a break. That's what I would have done if I were a lawyer. If she had said that on the witness stand, I would have objected to the question. Now, why would I have objected to the question? Nothing objection about the question. I'd have objected to the question to give my witness, my defendant, a chance to think over what a stupid thing she just said.
That's what he did. He's trying to save her because they all want Trump so badly. It's pathetic to watch them. It's pathetic. Pathetic. How about we go to Debbie in Atlantic Beach? Hello, Mayor. How are you, you, Debbie? Honor. I'm fabulous. How are you? Good. I'll, I'll be quick. I'll get right to the point. Good. I've had a question for a long time, but I, I, you're so busy. I haven't been able to get through. Please, please. I just, knowing that you have, um, you know, this is with regard to the laptop from hell. And just one more question. I know you said you wanted to uh, retire this, uh, this storyline today, but being that you and you've said to us that you have the contents of the laptop from hell, I, I just wanted to know what prevents you from releasing it to the world in whatever manner, shape, or form so that you can put us out of our misery and we don't have to go on with this. <laughs> I have. With these, I did. These. I have put it out to the world. I, I, uh, for, first, first, I gave it to the New York uh, 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 Post so they would get a little bit of a heads up in order to analyze the stories because if you if you had just given it out all at once, it takes about takes about almost seven, eight months to go through it. Uh, then I gave it to the Daily Mail. I offered it to others. They wouldn't take it. And then I eventually gave it out, and it's online, and anybody can go find it. It's a hell of a project uh, to go through it, but it's not uh, – I mean, I I have my own copy of it, but it's not – It's and I treat it. I put it in a safe. The only thing I have not given out, except by mistake at the very beginning to the post, because I didn't know it was there, is the pornography part. I, uh, so the one that I gave out – for uh for anybody's use is everything minus the pornography of which there's a lot uh the new york post because when i gave it to the new york post i hadn't actually found it yet um and the new york post has kept that has kept that uh uh, what, what, what am i gonna say sort of separated uh not necessarily the pornography but the child pornography they've kept separate so yeah, the, it is available, and uh, and also not only that, if you go on my website, it's not only available, but I've analyzed it from here to Sunday. I've got 350 podcasts, of which 40 are devoted to this, and you don't only get to see the laptop, you get to see the witnesses. So when Mr. Cummings was on uh, uh, Fox the other day saying, I had these three witnesses who wanted to come from Ukraine and explain how Biden got a bribe. And the Justice Department just stranded them there. You can see these three witnesses at RudyGiulianiCS.com, episodes three through five. You can see them being questioned by me as if it were a trial. One of them, I, I kind of snuck into Ukraine and did it. And uh, not under the safest set of circumstances, I might add. But you can you can look at the you know the prosecutor who got fired and they said he was corrupt. Not true, by the way. He wasn't fired because he was corrupt. He was fired because he was going to take the business away from the organized criminal uh, Zloshevsky, uh, and Biden was there to prevent him from doing it, and that's why Biden made millions. But you you can make your own opinion about him. I think it's about an hour and fifteen minute interview. You can listen to his story. You can look at him. You can evaluate him. You can see if this guy sounds like a like a crooked uh, guy. I happen to know he doesn't live like a guy who's crooked. He, most of these guys in Ukraine who are crooked, they're not shy about it. They got rings on that are you know uh, bigger than your head. 
and they love to show how rich they are. This guy's got a plain little car, not much jewelry. Think you'd get a sense of him if you just went to, I think it's episode four or five. So it's all out there. They just ignore it. Let's go to, uh, let's go to, uh, uh, Andrew in Stanhope. Hey, what's up, Rudy? Yeah, I just want to say, uh, quick, I did work with Stephanie Rule for a short time at Bloomberg Television. I was just her, a camera guy, and, um, she was very abrasive and, like, didn't fit in. And just one quick story. You remember the Knicks? They had a basketball player that was Chinese, you know, which is unusual. Yeah, 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 sure, I remember. So many of the reporters that work there are Chinese women, probably literally like half of the staff. They went to Princeton and Harvard, and some of them had a crush on me. (laughs) But I was wishing I wasn't married to a beautiful Asian woman. But anyway, the (laughs) Stephanie Rule... She said to them that, oh, people go to Madison Square Garden, you know, Asian people and the white people will say, hey, are you related to, you know, the basketball player? First of all, who knows if that's a true story? But I remember being so impressed with those Chinese reporters right. because they didn't take the bait. They were right. like above. They just smiled and they ignored her. They were very intelligent and nice as could be, friendly. They didn't have any type of attitude like diva. Attitude. And so she did so impressive, but with her it was the opposite. She was like abrasive. And yeah, that yeah. women that get married are whores, like whoring themselves out if they're married. So she was kind of like the opposite. Of yeah, it. yeah. I mean, she. Yeah, ca- ca- I mean, this, this, this. Uh, ca- e. Jean Carroll's got some pretty strange ideas too. Well, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with the mayor's final thoughts, and maybe we can sneak in a question or two more. Okay, you guys got some pretty uh, interesting things here. We'll be back in a minute. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. The mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. This is Rudy Giuliani back with uh, the mayor's final thoughts, sponsored by Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org, the organization that is there. When a member of our uniformed services pays the ultimate price uh, to protect us with their life or is so catastrophically injured that they find it difficult, if not impossible, to do the ordinary things of life. They pay for the mortgage to help the family, and they will build and help build a smart home, which they have been doing now for some time, and not only uh, is it a wonderful thing to do and quite expensive, which is why they need your help, but they've developed real expertise in being able to do it, and it's quite a thing to watch because I've watched them grow from the very, very beginning. I have told you the story of my involvement with them from day one, and I will do it again, but uh, please get your $11 a month in to them. They do work that um, she can make you a better person to be involved with it. Uh, so let's see if, um, let's see if, um, let's go to, let's go to, let's go to Maria in Tampa, Florida. Great. Thanks for taking my call. Rudy, I'm really 
worried because I want Trump to win, and I know that he has enough votes to win, but I, I predicted what would happen in 2020. I knew that they were going to cheat, and they did. They stole the election. I knew what was going to happen in the midterms. Why is anything different now? I heard you say on Sunday that you have something going on. Yes. You're going to try to fix that. I hope it's true, but remember... Oh, no, no, it is true. I mean, I, 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 I am working on and, and will at the right time, which will be very soon, uh, first present it to, to, um, to the president. And then, uh, you know, as long as he's okay with it, whether he agrees with it or he doesn't or how he yeah. wants it done, I'll explain the theory of it to, to all of you. Now, why, why can I, 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 I'm in a position to do this for a couple of reasons. My, my first election was a doubtful one. And I had people who wanted me to contest it. And I decided not to for any number of reasons. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure the way I was sure later. <laughs> um, it, it was my first election. I was almost like happy that I'd gotten 48%. And uh, I, it was the first African-American mayor of the city. And several people made the point it would have been a hell of a difficult thing for people to accept if we took it in the court. I didn't do it. But what I did do was I spent the next four years figuring out how to stop it next time. I put aside about 10% of my campaign money and built a professional staff to do uh, election integrity. And that's what has to be done here. And it isn't as hard as you think because just like crime, stealing doesn't take place everywhere. It's isolated to the places where they think they can get away with it. They isolated to crooked Democrat cities because in honest Democrat cities, the Democrats won't stand for it. I mean, Republicans and Democrats are not all that different. In this particular situation, it's the leadership of their party that's crooked. It's not the people. But in Democrat cities like New York, like Philadelphia, like Detroit, like Atlanta, like Milwaukee, the ones where the cheating took place, those are democratic, uh, uh, crooked cities. They own the, 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 they own the government and they own the courts, particularly. So, uh, they can find it there. And then, of course, a lot of states, for better or worse, are pretty much predetermined, right? I mean, you're not going to have to do much of election integrity in New York or, or, or California. It'd be a waste of time. Not going to have to do much in Mississippi or Alabama. That's a waste of time. So uh, the point that I'm making is uh, you can uh, – it'll be very expensive and it'll require a lot of people, but not the whole country. You know, you can isolate it in the places where there's a real chance it can take place. Now you know what they did, so you can set up countermeasures to try to stop it and then anticipate a few other things. But we'll be getting into that more in the next four or five weeks, I promise. That was not an idle promise. It's something I'm working very, very hard on with other people. Well, God bless you. God bless America. And we'll be back tomorrow. There's so much more to cover. I wish we had more time. God bless you.